Bokar Tov, we are uh, very quickly approaching Pesach. <laughs> and despite the fact that Shabbat is coming, Pesach will be dominating the Shabbat cycle because we're pushing off, we push off, obviously, the Parashat Shavua for the Chag. And yesterday we discussed the source of the four sons and where they came from. Yeah. Now, I want to discuss something else. Well, the backbone of the, of the Haggadah is which part of the Haggadah? What's the, the most, let's say, the significant part of the Haggadah in which you fulfill the mitzvah of Haggadah, of teaching? In which it's part? Where the, the four questions come. The, the Magid, right? The Magid in which you start off with the Halachmania, and then you have the four questions. And, no, four questions before. Um, no, but questions come after the Halachmania. Yeah? Okay, so the so the halachmania, the yeah, you're right. The halachmania, the four questions, and then all of the rest of the haggadah, yes. which a lot of people don't know, the dayenu, this and that. Yes. So this is all part of the magid, and that forms the backbone of the haggadah. Now, why am I saying it's the backbone of the haggadah? Because what's the main mitzvah of the night? What's the main mitzvah? To re- remember the. It's to remember Exodus. and to teach. Yes. Yes. Right? Your obligation is to teach your children to that it is on behalf of, uh, of this that God took us out of Egypt. So the point of the night is to convey the traditions and everything there is to learn from Yitziat Mitzrayim and from the experience of the Jews in Egypt. The point is to convey that to children. Very, very simple. Okay. Now, what did we say yesterday the Haggadah is out of the, the different types of, let's say, Jewish writings? It's not a book of halakha. No. It's not necessarily just an instruction manual. Correct. Particularly the Magid, we said, is a book of Midrash. Yes. Okay? So now I want to bring you to something very interesting. If you're composing the Haggadah, and the point is to do Midrash on the Exodus and the experience in Egypt, where are you pulling Pesukim from, right? You're obviously going to lean on the Torah. Yes. You're going to lean on the Torah in order to expound upon what happened in the Exodus. So where, where do we bring Pesukim from? From which? From where you would think, from Ed Shemot, Vaira, which parashiot in the Torah? Shemot, Vaira, Bo. At the, it's, it's at the beginning. You, you, have, you would have to bring from the Pesukim that relate to the, to the, the part of the Exodus. Of the Exodus. Now, it's not exactly what happens in the Haggadah. Because if you look in the Haggadah, actually most of the Psukim are not coming. From, they're from, not coming from Shemot Va'erabo. They're the, coming from Parashat Kitavo. Okay, so let's go to the beginning of Parashat Kitavo and explore where these Psukim are coming from to see why they would ex- come from such a place. Okay, so open the Parashat Kitavo. And the par- it's going to be on page 1068 in the Art Scroll Chumashim. Perak Kafvav, Sefer Devarim, the last book of the Torah, chapter 26, verse 1. And it will be when you come into the land that God gives you mm-hmm. as an as inheritance and you will take over it and you will dwell there. And you will take from the first fruit of all of the land that you will bring from your land. You'll take from the first fruit 
of the, let's say this uh, the halacha is that we're talking about the seven fruits of the land of Eretz Yisrael. Mm-hmm. You take from the first fruit, and this you have to bring as a, uh, to, uh, to as a korban, as a bitamikdash. So every year when you get the first produce, as a way of showing thanks to God, you bring your first produce, which is a symbol of your success, of your yield, right? You bring it to the bitamikdash, you donate it to the mikdash, and that would be your, your way of showing thanks to the mikdash. Now, um, so you bring it, you put it in a basket, you bring it to the Beit HaMikdash. And you bring it to the Kohen, mm-hmm. that will be the Kohen in those days. And you shall say to him, I am saying today before Hashem, that I have come to the land that God promised to give us. Now what word was it very interesting there? What word was interesting in that pasuk? That come from somewhere. No, no, the, the, no, the swore that Hashem swore. No, I'm thinking of another word. Pasuk Gimel, Behold, I am now saying over before. Before Hashem. Yeah, before Hashem. Okay, I am now saying over before Hashem that I've come into the land. Now, what is the word Higati? What is it? What is it? The same word of Hagada. Okay, or it's very similar to which is the where, where the the obligation to teach Agada comes from. Okay, so this guy goes with his first fruits and he tells goes to the Beit and he says, "Behold, I am now proclaiming before God that I have come into the land that God promised us." Okay, so let's see what he says now. Then the Kohen takes the basket of the first fruits, mm-hmm. he puts it before Hashem, he puts it in the Mikdash, and then you, you raise your voice and you proclaim, before Hashem your God, Arami Oved Avi. My father was a wandering Aramean. And now Arami Oved Avi is where the Haggadah starts. Yes. This is, these are the of the Haggadah. Arami Oved Avi. My father was a wandering Aramean. We, we came down to Egypt. And we dwelt there with very few. And we were there. We turned into a great nation. The Mitzrim, they did bad to us and they made us suffer. And they gave us, they made, they gave us a, a lot of hard work. And we cried out to Hashem. And God listened to our voice. And we saw our suffering and our difficulty and our pressure. God brought us out of Egypt. We throw on it with a strong hand and with an outstretched arm. With wonders and miracles. And he brought us to this land. And he gave us this land. Notice that... Uh, that this is all taking place in the future when we're in yes, Eretz Israel. This is in the Haggadah. This is all in the Haggadah. In the, all of this part. All of Sukkim is in the Haggadah. Yes. And now I have brought the first fruit. This part I don't think is in the Haggadah. But you shall be happy with all the good that God has given you. You and your house, you and the Levi and the Ger that lives amongst you. So, very interestingly... All of the psukim. I mean, we studied this last year. That's yeah, here. we did. All of psukim from the Haggadah, they're coming from here. Now, what's the idea? Why are they coming from here? Because here, you're proclaiming and you're saying that what happened. Ah, so here's the idea, okay? The pasuk, the Torah, and there's a very simple answer, but it's very important to know because most people, they don't have an understanding at all of what the Haggadah is trying to do. The Torah tells us, you should teach your son about the, the thing of Egypt. So now the Chachamim thinks to themselves, okay, what do we do? We start from scratch. 
we, we just make stuff up. We, the psukim from Shemot until Bishalachka take f- t- <laughs> 20 hours to learn. You just do put all of psukim. Where do you put? And then very interestingly, the Chachamim found that eh, we found our solution. There is already a Haggadah inside the Torah. the Torah. There's a Haggadah inside the Torah. That's the Haggadah of the person when he brings the first fruit. Now, what's the, the obligation when they bring the first fruit is also to teach or to proclaim before the Kohen. Now, for a different reason. The guy comes with this first fruit. He has just benefited from the bounty of the land that God promised him. And he comes to the Beit HaMikdash and he's supposed to say thank you for the history of the Jews and how history... From where we got to where? From where we got to where we are. From where we started to where we are. Okay? But in the course of doing that mitzvah, of telling over the history and of bringing the first fruit, he's doing... He's saying a Haggadah. He's retelling the story of the Exodus for the mitzvah. And the Torah puts the words in his mouth also. The Torah tells him what he's exactly supposed to say. So now the Chachamim were brilliant. They said, ah, now we have our solution. How are we going to retell over the Exodus? As long as we stick to the text that the Torah used itself for retelling the Exodus, then it's kosher, kosher, then we're good. And we get, then we're getting the point across, okay? Now, it doesn't cover the entire, it doesn't cover the entire Haggadah. There's a lot more to the Haggadah. Yes. There's, there, I'm only talking right now about the Midrashic parts of the Haggadah, but there's a lot. And then within every pause of a Midrash in the Haggadah, there are also, it opens up into long discussions and things like that. But this is the background of the Haggadah, how the Haggadah's backbone, the, the basic text of the Haggadah came into being. Now, if you look at the Haggadah, you'll see that for a lot of the Magid, you'll see an introduction of two words from these psukim. And then, and and then, then all the Midrashim. All the Midrashim on those psukim that the Chachamim added. Now, what, when was the Haggadah created? So the Haggadah is actually a very, very, very old text. And the earliest Haggadah was... must be this... From the second temple period, from the Anshik oh, Already Dabdullah, when they were in Israel. This was when not, they were in Israel. It was not before they entered. No, the no, no. The Haggadah started in the early second temple period by like the Anshik Nesat like the, 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 the group that was most responsible for the forming of the Tefilot and the texts and, uh, of Judaism. And, but that was like the primary, early, early, early phase. We have like the... But they were doing Pesach, they were doing it anyhow. All the time. Yeah, for sure. No, no. Uh, so I'm just saying when, when we know... They didn't use a text. Maybe they didn't use they a just, text. They were, they were just, right. Maybe they didn't use a text. But we see a lot of Midrashim, and the reason we know it's early is because Midrashim, anytime you see Midrash, you know it's from an early period. Okay? Nobody in the past thousand years has been doing Midrashim. Okay? So, so the, we know that the Haggadah came from around the time of our early second temple period by the same rabbis who probably instituted a lot of the texts for the tefillot and things like that. And then by, we have, we know the Haggadah in its current form by around the time of Rav Amram Amram Gaon from around 1000 or 900 something CE. Okay, so he was a very, very, he was a later in the Gaonic period of Jewish history. If anybody knows the Gaonic period, that's after the period of a few hundred years after the period that the Gemara was concluded, the Gemara was, was published, let's say. Um, so already by the time of the Rishonim, let's say from a thousand CE, from a thousand years ago, until now, they already had the text of Lagada in its almost in its current form. Now there are variations between communities, but almost in its current form they had it. Okay, so 
And that is a little bit of background on the Haggadah. That's the backstory behind the Psukim. Um, I want to show you now a couple of more things. Rabbi Sachs is phenomenal. He's writing on the... You know, I'm, I'm very uh, into Rabbi Sachs. Um, <laughs> but he, he does I, have a... I want to now sh- explore something very interesting about the story of Yitziat Mitzrayim, the story of Pesach, the story of uh, Am Yisrael in Egypt. So, if you were to say that the, 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 the most important, let's say, the most emphasized story in the Torah is something, what would you say it is? Ten Commandments. Let's say Ten Commandments. I'll say, I'll say not necessarily. Actually, the story. Let's say the most emphasized story. Is the most emphasized story Migdal Bavel, the Tower of Bavel? Oh, okay, I understand. Is that the most emphasized story? What very, about the story of... Uh, yes, the, of, uh, is a very unusual, very unusual... Avram and Sarah. What about the story of Am Yisrael when the, the sin of the Meraglim? Or the story of when uh, Miriam and Aharon... Or the story of Joseph. So which one of these stories would you say is, again, talking about structure and the, of, uh, of the text? So we know the structure of the Haggadah. Now, I want to see the structure of the Torah. What would be the story... On which you can say that everything revolves. So you'd say, oh my gosh, it's late. You'd say that the story of Yitzirat Mitzrayim is a story. Now, why am I saying this? Um, there is a first Makkot, second Makkot. There's a whole. Well, first of all, it's a very long story. But if you look closely, you can see that everything in the Torah revolves around the story of Pesach. And there's, it's for a very important reason. It's because on Pesach, all of the things that we're supposed to learn about how to govern society and how to believe in, in the hashkacha and the oversight of God over this world and all the principles of our faith are based in general it. are based on it, right? You know, you could say like the Torah gave us... The, revelation. the Torah, when we got the Torah, it taught us what to do, how to behave. But what to think, that you have to analyze Egypt. You have to analyze Yitzhak Misan. So what, how do I... I know what to do to keep Shabbat, but how do I think about God? Emunah. That's a, the principle of Emunah. So that, you have to learn that from how God handled the story of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. That's where the Emunah side comes from. Now, to show, and, and that's why I think, the, I mean, I don't think, it's clear that the story of Egypt is, is the most, the central story of the Torah. Now, the, the Torah doesn't, I'm not just saying that, the Torah actually makes it very clear. And it makes it clear for two reasons. Every story before, or many of the stories before Yitzhak Mitzrayim, Look like Yitzhak Mitzrayim, and many of the mitzvot that come after Yitzhak Mitzrayim also. are based on Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Okay, so let me just quickly give you, Rabbi Moshe, I'm, I'm so sorry, one, one more minute. Um, let me just uh, give you. He's getting ready. Yeah, yeah. Let me, <laughs> let many me, of the occurrences in our present day life are also like Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Yes. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, for example, Abraham goes to Eretz Kenan. He's told to go from Lech Lechami Eretz Kenan. He goes to Eretz Kenan. What's the first thing that happens to Abraham? Oh, he, he goes down to Egypt And uh, his, his wife And then, and then he's, Paro takes his wife yes. But then all of a sudden There are great afflictions that come to the house of Paro yes. And then he says And then uh, Abraham is uh, And then God tells Paro No, you have to, pray, you have to ask yes, Abraham to pray is, this, yes. this and that And then Abraham yes. is sent out with what? He's sent back away from Egypt With all the wealth With all the wealth what story does that sound like? Like uh, the, 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 the story of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. That's not an accident. Correct. Now Yitzhak goes 
And the same thing happens same to him thing. with Abimelech. Same thing. He goes. They all end up in Mitzrayim for the same reason too. <laughs> Famine, no? I mean, Yitzchak doesn't ever end up, but but uh, but thing. So yeah, and they go to Egypt. Now, okay, so Yitzchak has the same story as Abraham. He goes to an oppressor. He gets sent up. Yaakov, the same thing. Yaakov goes to his goes to Lavan. Same exact story. Even when you see at the end of the story of Lavan, if you look at the psukim as Lavan is chasing Yaakov, it's the same psukim as Pashat B'Shalach. Okay, so all of these stories are That's all. Similar. They are all similar to Yetziat Mitzrayim. And the Torah is doing that to show you that avot siman labanim, that everything that's happening to the Avot is a symbol for what's to come, meaning that the central emphasis is Yetziat Mitzrayim. Wow. Now after, we've done, seen this many, many so times. So taste, you taste until yeah, it comes all, to of, all of the mitzvot that we see in the Torah, what are they based on? You do this mitzvah, Zechad Yetziat Mitzrayim, or... or uh, yes, uh, you remember, we keep on remembering. Do this mitzvah so you know, because you were servants in Egypt. Don't treat the ger nicely because you know what it's like to be a ger. All of the, the mitzvot that we're are supposed based, to do are based. are based also on Yitzhak. So it's a central idea of the Torah. There's so much that comes out of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. And that's why on Pesach we're supposed to be very, focusing very, 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 very focused on these parts. Amen, amen.